Let's continue with our lessons of Ahavas, real Ahavas Israel. And now let's talk about Shabbat. Let's talk about Shabbat and the unity of Hashem and the unity of, of Klal Israel. So three, the three specific Shabbat prayers, the Shmona Esrei prayers recited in Shacharit, Mincha, and Mariv correspond to the three most significant, most significant Shabbats, Shabbats in history. The Friday night Mariv, which discusses the creation of the world, corresponds to the very first Shabbat, immediately following the six days of creation. And the Shabbat morning Shacharit, the Shmona Esrei speaks of Matan Torah, which occurred on Shabbat. And in the afternoon, Mincha corresponds to the future world, where everything will be calm and serene. So the connection between Shabbat Mincha prayer and the next world is seen in the praise, in the phrase, you are one and your name is one. And who was like your people Israel, one nation on earth? And this praise, this phrase is based on a verse that is incorporated into several of our prayers and describes the messianic era, which is where we are today. Hashem will be king over all the land on that day. Hashem will be one and his name will be one. We see that in the book of Zechariah. So in the Shabbat Mincha prayer, we proclaim not only the unity of God, but also the unity of the Jewish people. The Rebbeim explained that God's oneness can reside only upon a unit that is undivided and whole. And the world can recognize the unity of God only when the Jewish people come together as one indivisible unit and recognize and accept his kingship for it to be clear that it is necessary for us to be you know in Agdut this concept is mentioned in the Pasuk God becomes king only when the Jewish people join together to proclaim his unity we see this in the book of Devarim and this is the intention we shall have as we recite in Shabbat the we recite the Shabbat afternoon Mincha prayer Hashem and his name are one but this can only happen only when we, the Jewish people, are united. Our belief in God's unity and control over the world, as well as the need for us to come together in order for that unity to be clearly manifest. It's something that we should keep in mind, especially every Shabbat, as well as on Rosh Hashanah, when we celebrate and proclaim Hashem's kingship over the earth and yearn for the day when His kingship will be recognized by all creatures on earth. And so, in a safer, Yafei Lalev, Rab Yitzhak Palagi writes that Shabbat is called Echad, one. And this is referenced in, we can see this in Tehillim 139, that days were created and there is none among them. The Yalkut Tehillim comments that this refers to Shabbat, which is called one. And similarly, the Mincha of Shabbat, we recite, God is one and his name is one. And the Zohar Kadosh teaches that one of God's names is Shabbat. And therefore, God is one and his name and, and his name, which is Shabbat, is also one. So we see, therefore, the Shabbat contains the concept of unity. It's this essential feature that enables us to reap the blessings that Shabbat brings. Hashem said, there is no better vessel to receive blessing than Shalom. So indeed, all bracha stems from unity. God will bless his nation with the fact that they have peace. And for Shabbat to be the source of all blessing, it must first be unite. It must first unite the Jewish people. And Pasuk and Shira Shirin depicts God sitting in the garden saying, Oh, you who dwell in the garden, I am listening. Let me hear your voice. Speak louder so that I can hear you even better. So Rav Nassan in Midrash Shira Shirin likens his Pasuk to a king who becomes angry at his slaves and throws them in jail. He's curious about their conversations and leans closer to their cell to listen. 
The king overhears the prisoner saying, Our master the king, he is our praise in our life. And there should be nothing lacking for our master the king forever. So after hearing the beautiful remarks, the king replies, My sons, raise your voices so that your friends above, the king's ministers, can listen. So this mashal teaches that although the Jewish people are busy with their work for six days of the week, on Shabbat they rise early to praise the king. They come to shul. They read Kriyashma. They listen to the reading of the Sefer Torah and Maftir. HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes down accompanied by the angels and says to the Jewish people, My children, raise your voices so that the Havarim can listen. Learn a little bit louder. Pray a little bit louder. I want the Malachi Hasharais to hear you. And Hashem continues, You mustn't hate one another. You shouldn't be jealous of one another or compete with one another. Otherwise, the angels will watch you and say, Master of the universe, you gave the Torah to the Jewish people, but they're not dealing with it. Look, they have hatred, jealousy, competition among them. You must be you must sure to always maintain shalom. And this conversation specifically takes place on Shabbat. HaGadosh Baruch Hu first brings the Malachim to Shul so that they can listen for expressions of Shalom among the people of the Keilah. Rav Shlomo Wobe points out that the Midrash warns that the Malachim may argue that HaGadosh Baruch Hu, he gave the Torah to the Jewish people, but they're not using it. And the Malachim do not complain that the Jewish people are not learning it properly or with the right intentions, but they are not learning it at all. They're not learning Torah at all. If the Torah is learned in the atmospheres of jealousy, hatred, or competition, it's not even considered learning. And God is embarrassed to exhibit this to the angels. And after observing the Jews' interactions in the synagogue, the Malachim continued to the people's homes. And this is why we sing Shalom Aleichem, Malachi Yashare, welcoming the Malachim into our homes. And the angels are called Hararim because they exist in the Chabura group. However, it's not an accomplishment for them to be at peace with one another because they do not experience jealousy, hatred, or competition. And when God wanted to give the Torah to the Jewish people, the angels asked them to give it to them. And he told Moshe to answer them. And Moshe responded, Do you have jealousy? You don't need the Torah. If the angels were to visit the shul and had no shalom on Shabbat, God would be embarrassed because he gave the Jewish people the Torah as a means of repairing their human flaws and faulty midot. But they are not accomplishing that goal. And the greatest is that our Talmidei Chachamim who learn Torah properly and thereby repair their midot are also called Hararim. And for example, the Mishnah refers to someone who is knowledgeable in the laws of Terumot and Masro and, and and Masrot, as a chaver or a friend, the Ramban explains that this word is used to describe the Talmud Chacham because he has proper chevra. His friends treat each other with loyalty. And this is one reason that on Shabbat we cannot carry from a Reshus HaYechid, private domain, to a Reshus HaRabim, public domain. On Shabbat, the Jewish people's souls are connected and therefore are symbolized by the Reshus HaYechid, the domain of oneness. The nation of the world are represented by the Rishus Harabim as they are dispersed throughout the world without unity. And it's for this reason that we aren't permitted to carry from private domain into the public area. On Shabbat, nothing we have pertains to the rest of the world. Everything we need is under one roof to be shared only with one another. Hazafu Baruch. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen ve Amen.